Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast. Before we get to our guests, special shout out to Cruise Consulting. We do all your startup accounting, startup taxes, and tons of consulting work, kind of whatever comes up, like financial models, budget actuals, maybe some state registration, sales tax, VC, due diligence support, whatever comes up for your company, we're there for you. 750 clients strong now, $10 billion in capital raised by our clients. I can't believe it. $2 billion this year. It's been a crazy, awesome year. So check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. And now on to our guest. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to cruise. Founders and friends, it's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Orn. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Omri Moore of Routable. Welcome, Omri. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. We've we've known each other for a long time. We actually, I think you were like two floors above us in the WeWork in San Francisco. Yes, we, we were and neighbors. we've known Routable for a long time and had a lot of happy customers using Routable. And so we want to have you on the podcast. Tell, tell the story. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's good. Instead of having this conversation at a WeWork booth, we're having it now on a podcast. This is good. Yes, exactly. And everyone can listen. Uh, well, maybe you can start by retracing your career and telling everyone how you had the idea for Routable. Sure. So I've worked at startups for a long time, uh, since I was about 18. This is my third company. And Routable came as a thought process when reviewing what I did wrong in my previous company. So my previous company was a marketplace uh, for creators. So artisans, creators, very much like Etsy for its worth. And I built a lot of the internal infrastructures for making payments to sellers. You know, when you build a marketplace, you really focus on like payments to sellers, payments to sellers. Do they love me? Are, are we going to retain them? Mm-hmm. We had to build like mm-hmm. an uh, internal uh, integration to QuickBooks. We had to use different processors to pay them. Paying sellers on time matters. And you know, I think that it's funny, but sellers well, they have working capital issues in their business. You know, they usually have inventory or they're building something or yeah, it totally makes it. And that's probably one of the things that made it sticky, you know? Yeah. So we, we had a, a lot of importance, but then we also had like, you know, accounting on our own. We had to report how we're paying these people and so forth. I always knew that we did it wrong because we built it in house, right? Like building your own integration sending data to QuickBooks is one of the hardest things to do. And um, I kind of validated that when I talked to my co-founder, now co-founder Tom, we were not planning to build this company. We were just eating hummus in Tel Aviv a long time ago. <laughs> and we were just shooting the shit. And I sort of got it. We were going to hang out for 30 minutes. We stayed for three hours just complaining about building infrastructures for paying sellers and making like finance and operations and engineering, basically everyone happy on like making the money go from one end to the other side. Yeah. And I think yeah. you know this, but when we say sellers, your, your customers at Cruise, they think about vendors, right? Like, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. same word, sellers, vendors. And we're like, okay, cool. So at two different companies, my co-founder also built a marketplace. His was a food delivery one. So he is thinking about paying restaurants. I was thinking about paying sellers. Yep. Yep. And we're like, we both built internal, really crappy tools that took way too much of our team's times. All right, interesting. Then we embarked on this journey of nine months interviewing as many controllers, CFOs, AP clerks, you name it, treasurers and saying, yep. hey, if I have more than like 500 or a thousand people to pay per month, what is the best way to do so? And we spent literally nine months just talking to folks, going to offices. This is pre the pandemic. 
so you could actually go and talk to people and sit down and take notes. And we had found this gap in the market that basically said, there are a lot of solutions for SMBs and specifically like mom and pop, if you're paying like 10, 20, 30 bill payments per month. But once you like started mm -hmm. crossing like 500, 1,000, and once you started like maturing your finance team, having a lot of approvals, uh, approvals or approvers, it got hairy and yeah it does it does yeah right and then there was like the north star which was like the enterprise solutions right those enterprise solutions had more features but they couldn't handle more transactions per se so there was this thing where like okay you can grow and pay more money for more features but you couldn't push more money per second through those larger erp integrations so we said okay that's actually really interesting and we came up with a plan and basically said, hey, for companies that are SMBs and will eventually in the next 18 months grow into the mid-market and for mid-market customers that will eventually become small enterprise, that's the sweet zone of what we want to go solve. Practically speaking, too, you get to grow with those companies, right? Like that's the whole thing, right? Ride with them. And uh, so it's not only you give them a great solution, but if you can scale your solution, then you grow with them and stay embedded for 10 years. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so that's what we, want, we wanted to build. It takes a lot of time to build that. So that's what we have built. And that's where we are right now. There's a lot of more room for improvements and growth. But I think one of the most interesting things is that I have underestimated how much work it takes to build these platforms and how much work you have to put in to make people in finance thrilled. And I think that's a good thing. Yep. Like I, one of the biggest things that I look for when I build a company is a market that is big enough, a pain point that people are willing to pay money for, but most importantly is customers to serve. And one of the most consistent things as we did our nine months of customer development interview was finance always got the short end of the stick. They always had to do the manual work and they have a 30 day mm -hmm. close. Like they're always in a rush. So we found a subset of humans that regardless of what company it was, whether it was a startup or like an established enterprise company or like, you know, three people working together, finance always got screwed somehow. So it gave us a good motivation. I'm going to make that into a t-shirt like that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll come out with swag after this episode. Um, yeah. Well, actually one of the things that we did for our conferences, uh, last year was we have a t-shirt that says I got 1099 problems, but a bill ain't one. And we got every <laughs> single accountant to just come and rip those oh, out of our hands. God. But point being is that's how we got to Routable. We got to Routable by listening, finding a gap in the market, and then just being persistent. It's the way to do it. And you've you not just got into the market, but you've built a, a flourishing company and you're stable and growing and people like your people like Routable. Like they we hear about it all the time. Talk about what's the what's the good what are the the core kind of markets or types of customers that work really well for Routable? Yeah, where we really see the benefit is and this is like, you know, we've had to like get a little bit more stringent with who we accept to use Routable recently. But basically if you're moving over half a million dollars in AP per month, you're actually like getting towards a point where things are interesting. And when I say things are interesting, it's more approvals, more compliance, more requirements for tax filings, etc. Mm -hmm. And we want to solve that pain point where we've kind of walked away from. It's like, hey, do you need to spend management? Do you want to like manage your credit card? We don't do that. There's so many great solutions. Mm -hmm. We know the founders. We can refer you. Um, 
Do you have five、mm. bills per month? Are you doing like 10K in bill volume? That's okay. There's actually like seven different solutions that you can go explore. So, one of the biggest things, like obviously, this economy too, it's helping us stay laser focused, which is really important. I think that as a company, as you grow, you want to please everyone. We just talked about that. But for us right now, we're before we turn on the mics, we were talking about the challenge of like, Being disciplined and saying no to some companies or clients that aren't quite in your sweet spot, but then sometimes those clients surprise you and they take you somewhere where you need to go. So, there's always this for folks like Omri, there's it's a, it's a challenge, it's like it's hard, you got to make some really difficult decisions. But the nice thing is, so we started identifying at about half a million dollars in AP volume a month, that's when those、yeah. pain points start to bubble up. And the pain points between someone that's doing like maybe five million in AP volume a month. And 50 million, they're not that much different, and also 500 million. So, what we've been doing is trying to figure out what are the departments that work together. A lot of time it's finance, FinOps, and operations. Sometimes there's treasury and engineering. But as we iterate, we think about a multiplayer mode where, as finance always g e t the short end of the stick, how can we iterate with them and the departments that they work with to build a more stable future? Because if you're doing half a million in AP volume today, you're probably going to do a million sometime in 2023. Maybe not.、Yep. Maybe it's going to stay stable. But in the off event that it does, we want to make sure that we can scale with you. Yeah. It's not just the volume, though, too. Like you, you touched on this, but there's the approval flows and multiple approvers and making sure there's no fraud because it's much easier to have fraud when things get bigger and little, little payments can sneak and through. International and domestic and, the, and speeds and all that stuff. International、stuff. domestic is a huge one. That's a really great point. Yeah. And like I've, I've always thought of you folks, like you, you're able to automate quite a, quite a bit of that. So it's, you know, you're talking about finance getting the short end of the stick, but often finance is impacted from a people perspective. Like, Like a lot, of, a lot of people don't want to add and like have a, a robust, like they don't want to add headcount in finance, even though it would make their organization so much better.、Mm-hmm. It's not the right way to run a business in my perspective, but that's people make their own decisions. But like if you can take three hours a week or five hours a week <coughs> out of some tasks, that really goes a long way. That helps people a lot. And so you, there's, it's not just like, you know, making sure things are approved right or preventing fraud, but also like giving people time back. Yeah, so, and, and scale is a thing that only improves long term, right? So, if I can save、yeah. you three hours today,、oh, yeah. I'll probably save you 30 hours tomorrow, right? Wow, that's amazing. But, but the, I'll give you an example. So, when we build features, one of the biggest things is we try to understand what's the worst of this. So, I'll give you an example. Let's say we build,、uh, we really focus on our bulk approvers feature. So, like, let's say you have、mm-hmm. 37 bills to approve and they need to go out right now. How can we make you confident that it was coded the right way, that the right people pre approved it, that you can release 37 bill payments to be released right now? 37 yep, is yep. easy. What about 37,000? That's a lot. And there's probably how much what, average 20 grand or something like that? That's a lot of money, too. So, like, but 37 to、yeah. me is a low amount. We are thinking about what do you do if you have 37,000? How do you slice and dice that? Oh, wow. That's so, amazing. And, amazing. And we have customers that are. Growing to that trajectory, right? And I think that for me, that's what we think about. It's if you look at your AP workflow and do it one at a time, it will never end as your company grows. So, what we have to do is make sure that the one at a time experience is awesome, but the one to many experience is even better. 
It yeah. gives you that same level of controls and like gotchas. When you're doing like AP volume at that level, are you talking about like marketplace companies or what's... Hey man, like, I've, seen, I've seen all variations. Or we, how, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we've seen real estate get to that volume. We've seen marketplace get wow. to that volume. We've seen insurance get to that volume. But we also see like traditional services businesses, um, advertising businesses, etc. So I'll put it this way. Volume is really a function of who you're paying and the frequency of paying them, right? So we do have some businesses that might deploy $50 million across 10 payments and other businesses might deploy $50 million across 10,000 payments. How do you as Routable track or is there enough in common with like the insurance company, the advertising company, the marketplace? Like how do you build software for all these different use cases? You look for patterns. I think that's it. Like reliably, you look for patterns and you try to solve for a subset of industries at a time. And then as you expand your industries, you say, what's different? Like for example, uh, manufacturing, PO matching is a really, really big thing, right? So what we're trying to figure out is like, how do you do PO matching at a, one at a time, at a, many at a time? That's kind of the thesis of our company, right? Credit memos, one at a time, many at a time. If you break down mm-hmm. like the supply chain of accounts payable into all these different events that someone in finance might do or want to report on at any given moment, if you actually look at it at one at a time or many at a time, it's twice the work to build it and twice the work to think through it, but you're going to save that person so much more time. So for us, it might yeah. be two X effort. The credit memo one really, or just, just like a memo in the, in the vendor payment of being able, like, say you're making 10,000, your marketplace and paying out 10,000, like being able to dock, like to me as an accountant, we look at that stuff because it helps us categorize or helps us make sure things are reconciled correctly. And so being able to automate that and not be sitting there typing someone's name 10,000 times is a big, big deal. Hey, it's Scott Horn at Cruise Consulting, taking a quick pit stop to give some of the groups at Cruise a big shout out. First up is our tax team. Amazing. They can do your federal and state income tax returns, R&D tax credits, sales tax help, anything you need for state registrations. They do it all. And we're so grateful for all their awesome work. Also, our finance team is doing amazing work now. They build financial models, budget actuals, and help your company navigate the VC due diligence process. I guess our tax team does that too on the tax side, but the finance team is doing great work. And then, you know, I think everyone kind of knows our accounting team is pretty awesome, but want to give them a shout out too. Thanks and back to the guest. But that's the mentality. So the way I look at it is we always invest twice the effort to make sure it's one at a time is good and many a time is good. Mm-hmm. And then in return, we give more than 2x the return back to our customers, right? So if you think about it, we could probably sell you 10x of your time over like over a long period of time if we do the work right in the beginning. And yep, that's, yep. that's the work every day. And I got to tell you, the more you talk to folks in finance, the more you understand the rigidity of their workflows. And I think that's actually a good thing. I think about like finance folks like coaches, they have their playbooks yeah. and they have their like whiteboard. They'd be like, hey, that previous play, you went there, you needed to go there. And then everything uh-huh. will hum. They're very uh, efficient, strategic, and like consistent. And they just need to make sure that the other teams play it the same way, right? So, yeah. you know, when like someone in marketing is like, hey, Scott, I, I paid for something, but we'll, I'll tell you about it tomorrow. You'd be like, no. 
<laughs> the marketing approval approvals are big a big one. I'm a big That's fan of our marketing department. I just wanted to throw well, an example. Well, they don't tell you, and they just spent the money, and then you're like, wait a second, what just happened? Uh, exactly. That's great. And so, do the rundown. Like, what are the kind of the key features of Routable? And I I know that you guys integrate into QuickBooks, but what ERP systems do you, or you know, general ledger systems you integrate into? All that stuff my marketing team like just drills this into my head so first of all our integrations yeah. so our the quality of our erp and two-way sync integrations with quickbooks zero netsuite and sage intact really really big there you know we have worked our tails off to remove sync errors right like i'll accept a bug but a sync error doesn't make sense that makes you know what i mean mm -hmm. to me like if we build something wrong or something went wrong during a deploy and we can quickly fix it within a day or two all good. But by default, yep. you should know that Routable syncs data all the damn time. That's number one. Number two, it's scale for multiple types of vendors. So as you think about vendors, there's individuals and there's businesses and they're domestic and international. And like we mm -hmm. talked about, some departments and some businesses grow vendors time over time. So we've seen people onboard 10,000 vendors in a day. Right. Oh my God. Hey, Maybe it's a lot of work, but we want to make that possible. And you don't know as Routable, we don't know if they're going to be domestic, international, what kind of payment method do they want, what delivery speed they want and so forth. So that's really critical. So that scale in transactions and the types of locations is really important. And then three, mm -hmm. I think it's the whole function of security and compliance, right? So if we can make this sync good and we can make this scale good, it's about making sure that you're feeling confident about having the right permissions, access controls, approval rules, SSO, all those things to continue to deploy more cash with our ecosystem. Yep. SSO is a nice one. Like people don't dwell on that, but like as you get bigger, that's really, really helpful. I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, sometimes... Sometimes people for the security features are forgotten, but that's great that you guys put an emphasis on that. I'm, I'm sure for like the mid-market super scaling companies they really care about that but that good for you guys for building that and i think one of the interesting things is like sso most of the time people charge extra for that we don't well let me let me rephrase that a lot of SaaS products will make you pay enterprise rates to get really good security yeah right i'm aware yeah, yeah. I, me too I, I i pay for it as well but i think that by default if a user is willing to invest in their security it actually makes our platform better and more secure. Yeah. So I like yeah. that. And then you've got multiple, talk about the domestic and international for a second, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of complexity, you know, not going through like the, like the old, the old school, Hey, I'll fire off a bank wire and it'll go pay someone in, you know, India or Ukraine, South Africa, Argentina, whatever. You guys ha are, can handle that seamlessly. I'm sure that was a lot of a lot of tech to build there too. Yeah. So if you think about it, when you're talking about domestic international, you have two parties. You have the sending party, which is our users, right? Controllers, yep. finance, yep. AP, and for them, they care about like how they book the currency, and what are the rates that they're paying, right? Mm -hmm. They're very, very mm -hmm. like, how is this going to show up in like QuickBooks or Netsuite, etc. And then you have yep. the vendor, yep. and ideally, you don't make the sending party to think too much about the vendor. You should be able to send a vendor like a link or a form or just get their data and say, hey, we want to pay you. And be like, great, I'm in Argentina. 
or lovely, I'm in China and I want to receive this payment in dollars yep. or yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's converted by the bank, by their bank, or, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of complexity there. Or like I'm, I'm an individual. I would, and I would like to receive the payment right now, or I'm okay. I'm a business. I can, I don't have to pay extra. I can receive my payment in a few days. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about empathy for both parties, you try to build a flow where one party can be confident in releasing their funds and log those funds being released the right way in their accounting software. And then you think about the vendor and say, okay, cool. How can we make the vendor have transparency? Like one of the things that we, this is like overkill, but recently we released like um, an improved version of batch payments. And in the, mm. now we have like an interface. So if you think about it, like let's say you, we built batch payments for big companies. So you can batch 100 plus bills into a single payments. And then the vendor can see each of those bills and then every line item per bill if they want to. Mm -hmm. So they can That's go really resolve nice. that information. I think a lot of the vendors needs are like, did I get paid on time for what I said we agreed to? Yeah, but they also need to reconcile. The agreed to part of that's really critical because they need to be able to reconcile that the right POs got paid or the right time periods or things like that. So that's great that you, that you folks can do that. Yeah, but that's kind of thing going back to it. Like, I think if we built batch payments for batching like three bills at a time, there's a limit to what the data says. But if we build batch payments for over a hundred bills at a time, then it starts to get interesting because finance team can control how they want to record stuff versus how they want to make vendors happy. Those things mm -hmm. don't need to depend on each other, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can be selfish as a finance team. It's a good thing, right? Yeah. It, well, it's also like when they're giving you, I mean, you probably got the idea for that product or that that feature from a bunch of finance teams that were telling you how much it would make their life easier. Or, hey, my counterparty, this is going to make their life so much easier. Can you please build this, right? So that that's one of the, the cool things about you guys. Routable is such a, like, I can tell when we talk in your bones, you guys are developers first and you're will you want to put the work in to make a scalable uh, service. And like, even what you're saying earlier in the conversation where you're like, do it right. First time on, it can save people hundred X down the road. You know, that's, what's cool about working with you guys is, is you folks aren't afraid to build something complex and save everybody a lot of time instead of making us poor accountants and finance professionals trudge through every day. <laughs> grinding through data entry well i'll tell you this though scott like transparently we made assumptions one time when we launched the platform for the first time many many months ago i just remember being like what the fuck is this interface we made it like cool and modern and card view and all these things and like people are like where are my spreadsheets where are my tables like i need to see data the way i want mm -hmm. to so we walked away from assuming we talked to our customers and potential customers before we release every feature Finance people know what they want. I love it. Straight up, they they are opinionated and they are transparent, and we just got to build a really good relationship with them to deliver. That's it. Yeah, that's amazing. You're not just for you know. I think you probably in the early days had some some small startup clients and like that. But like you said, you're in the middle market. You're for companies with complexity with a lot of volume or dollar volume. Those are different approval flows that come with having, you know, middle management layers and things like that. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun to talk to you and catch up and also hear how well the company's doing. Yeah. I mean, look at the end of the day though, I really, I truly, truly, truly believe this. 
a company that needs to approve things by dollar amount and then needs to add like seven more fields for their approval workflows, it's an evolution. It doesn't happen in one day. You go from one field yeah. to two fields to four fields to seven fields. It takes 18 to 24 months, but their mentality doesn't change. So when we think about scale, we think about scale over time, not just scale today. I love it. This has been awesome. Maybe you can tell everyone how to find Routable, your target customers, how to reach out if they want to talk to you. And at, at Cruise, we've seen, had a lot of happy customers using Routable, so I highly recommend it. So number one, routable.com. Uh, number two, uh, we love talking to controllers. And if controllers need help from their engineering teams that they work with, we do have an API. If they need help from their operations teams, we do have more robust like CSV-like workflows. And uh, yeah, like we have live chat. We You can email us, all these fun things. But I would start out with routable.com. Love it. Omri, it's been great knowing you for a long... The fun thing about the startup accounting world and technology is we all know each other and it's a, it's a tight net group. So it's been fun to watch your development and I'm so happy for you. And give the best, give our best to the Routable folks. It's, oh, I'm, it's I'm just going really nice to <laughs> But hopefully they'll want to watch it. But uh, yes, that'll, that'll be great. All right, man. Well, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for being a great cruise partner and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise, Founders and Friends, it's Cruise Consulting, Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Scotty.